Greetings, nerds. This is Santa Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont, and with me, as always, is our Mr. Producer, Will Paul. How are you doing tonight, Will? Doing very well, Sarah. How are you doing this Thursday evening? I'm doing fine. Um, we haven't recorded in a week, so yeah. we're, we're back, and we're actually recording at a different time than usual, but you know, it is what it is, um, and, and we got some content to cover. We do. Yeah, uh, it's, we do. Yeah, it's been, I know I'm, I'm traveling a little bit for, for work and stuff and actually like two hours closer to you. So <laughs> it's yeah. like, yeah, maybe next time I'll actually like end, somehow end up in Alaska or something. That's the Yeah, <laughs> to be in my time zone, you actually have to be in Alaska. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we actually, yeah. People don't realize that. <laughs> <laughs> um, But... Yeah, I I just also think I'm having a pretty good week because I am so right about DC and Warner <laughs> Brothers. Like, Bill always tells me, no, this movie's going to get made. They announced it. Yeah. They're shooting and all of this stuff. And I'm like, uh-huh, I'll believe it when I actually sit down in the theater. Yeah, right. <laughs> when I stream it on HBO Max. Yeah. And and here and here we are amidst another Ezra Miller controversy. Yep. And the kid got arrested and now apparently it looks like Warner Brothers is going to be firing him from all of his projects. Unless they're not. <laughs> yeah, we don't really know. Yeah. But the like I've 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 seen headlines that have said like projects have been stopped at the very least. Um, and, and guys, come on, the flash is never going to get me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think they actually wrapped. They, they, they did manage to wrap the film. Uh, I know, but then to yeah, actually but, but, put that out there. Yeah. It, 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 the release, star. Yeah. The release date will maybe get pushed to like, you know, 2027 or something like that. After long after Ezra Miller's like, uh, careers long gone or something like that unless unless he gets like multiple chances but it's funny about the story because i guess i guess it was in rolling stone i think earlier in the week about this emergency meeting that warner brothers had but then i saw like a follow-up article uh this evening as as i was getting ready to, to record with you tonight saying that that was that it was that whole thing was exaggerated and uh no such meeting happened and but you know, but the the person who wrote it for Rolling Stone apparently, you know, has a is has a pretty solid track record of of breaking these types of stories and stuff. So, you know, yeah, have happened. Yeah, I mean, a, a star as like Ezra Miller is not that well known, but he is linked to a very well known franchise too, connected to this larger than life universe. Yeah, so, too well. Yeah, too. Actually, when you think, also, you see, you know, he's part of the Harry Potter universe, right? Yeah. Right, and and I mean, everyone—the red flag was that whole weird choking incident that yep. they managed to like sweep under the rug, and now this happened, and it's like, okay, so how many chances does Ezra get? And this is where I have to say again, I, uh, you know, Disney—they have been put under some harsh light for how they treated James Gunn, mm -hmm. but they actually will remove people yeah. from situations. And and I Warner Brothers like has this weird way of going about it. And it's always like way after the fact. Yeah. So Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't know if Warner Brothers has any Will Smith projects, but I did see where like Netflix even putting his project on pause with them. That so, that's just a whole nother thing that yeah. I, <laughs> I don't. I, yeah. just, I mean, it's it's just. It, <laughs> <laughs> I had to work in the Oscars somehow. I, we had we didn't talk last week, so and, it, and it's been well chronicled. But I figured it was it was it was in context. So yeah, I just I just can't. I still like I forget about it, and then somebody will bring it up, and I'll be like, oh yeah, that did happen. I didn't just like we didn't dream <laughs> that. Right. It's, it's still so bizarre. It is. Oh my god, it's just it's crazy sometimes. I feel like entertainment, the entertainment world, they almost know when the content has gotten boring. So then things like that or this arrest happen just mm-hmm. so that we have stuff to talk about. <laughs> exactly. It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just like yeah, it's like NFL free agency. It's just like or or, or you know, taking a sports analogy, it's like, yeah, it's the all season, so we're gonna create some shit to like keep you keep you reeled in. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't know. Maybe that's Warner Brothers' whole plan is that ten years from now they can do a whole series about this this decade of the DC universe that tried and didn't really happen and and did have it, it's so bizarre especially yeah. like and we're going to talk about moon knight of course but yeah. just to have this go on amidst all of the MCU success it's just crazy it is and especially given that you know DC really has put out some really both on the television side and 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 even now, I will say on the film side with with Batman and um, at least the first Wonder Woman and and others, you know, Peacemaker and some other things. I mean, they're putting out some solid content, but yeah. this this kind of stuff, you know, again, just over overshadows it. And that somehow, even with like all the stuff with Tisha Wright with and Black Panther, you know, somehow the Marvel machine just can and doesn't. Have you know? Doesn't seem to be like headliner as headliner grabbing as this stuff with Ezra Miller, and right. and, and so yeah, I just you're right. I mean, I think these kind of antics overshadow a, a lot of the good good prop good things that are going on in that universe right now. Yeah, and we've always said. I mean, the TV they've managed while on the CW to to for better and worse build a a universe and have these characters and tell these stories and and they've expanded it to some and something that again cw and their freaking breaks i had no idea that we would get these shows back for like what two weeks and now they're yeah. off again for a month <laughs> yep they won't be back until the end of the month yeah it's just so annoying however um i do have to ask yeah. Just because I, I'm, I'm very curious about this. What are your thoughts on the reveal that Naomi's, both of them, both of them are, that her adopted parents are aliens? So, you know, this, what little backstory I remember us talking about with, with the comic, um, it, it, you know, it's, it's playing out. It's playing mm-hmm. out. I mean, I, you know, we, um, you know, we talked about how in the past Greg was from Ran, and um, it seems that the relationship between D and Greg 
uh, at least to, to, to this point, hasn't been very, you know, not, not a lot of friction. But, I mean, we did have that awkward dinner that they had uh, early on, and maybe that was the foreshadowing uh, of this re- reveal, this, this, I guess, this last week with them being aliens. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's... But it, it sounded as though both D and Zimbabwe were thrown off when Naomi said there are other aliens at this party. Mm-hmm. It is, so yeah. I just, I feel like I will be a bit caught off guard next week if it turns out D especially knew the entire time that both of the parents were also aliens. Yeah, it, 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 yeah, it, it would throw, I think that's how they are, are I guess, adapting the, the story from the comic to the TV that, um, you know, D was there to, to I guess, watch after Naomi, but, um, but he, he, he may have been completely oblivious to the fact that, that her parents were, were, were here. Well, well, her adoptive parents were here. Were yeah. Aliens. Yeah. 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 And I, then, you know, and I guess what the Zimbabwe, the, you know, I think he's the frenemy for this season. And I think Brutus um, is the, uh, well, you know, I don't know if, if the if the general uh, that uh, was trying to hunt them down is mm-hmm. masquerading as as you know, part of the military, or or if there's another. I mean, because I think they only have about I think two or three more episodes left. Um, if I because I think it's only thirteen episodes, so we're we're getting we're getting close to the end game with the, with the first season. Yeah. Yeah, well, we should be because this has gone on for a few episodes. And like, okay, guys, let's yeah, get some yeah. momentum going on here. Yeah, but um, I will, yeah, but I will say overall, the show has it has gotten better um, as as the season has progressed. I mean, I know there are a few bits that still are dragging, but uh, and and this, you know, and, and they've given more things for the Scooby Doo gang to do. <laughs> but um, I, I, you know whether or not it'll be renewed or not, I don't know. I mean, upfronts up will be coming up next month, so I guess we'll get get it since then. But um, but you know, I think it's overall, you know, it's overcome is very shaky start. Yeah, yeah. Um, it it is pretty amazing how I am further. Caught, I am more caught up on the flash than you are. Yeah, I know. When, it, when I saw that on the rundown, I was like, oh shit, <laughs> I gotta let me quickly do my homework. <laughs> now, just because I'm caught up, people, does not mean <laughs> I understand or care about anything that happens on the show. <laughs> but I am fully, I've watched all of the episodes and I just, you know, this show, this, this needs to end. This needs to end soon. This is just getting tired and it's sad. And I can't even remember the good old days. I can't remember the good old days of the Flash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I you know I know before we started recording, we were, we were just talking about Barry and Iris and 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 one thing I, you know watching episode nine when I finished it up uh, this earlier this evening. Um, the the one you know it, and and you made this point out before we recorded how last season everyone Barry and Iris were like every scene together they were talking about having family and kids and we had all the family things you know with the various forces and stuff and then this season they are 
they are like apart again. Like, hello, like now they're even like in different cities. So, I mean, the, and 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 when Sue was like talking up two hours about like what's going on, and and I, I was feeling that same way. I'm like, I feel like we have two parallel shows going on here. We have the Irish show and we have the Barry show. Right, which it it just it doesn't make sense because the whole end game is for them to have kids. Yeah. They have to be together to have kids. Right. And the right. separation thing is annoying. It is. It is. And, I mean, I, and, I, you know, I think it's just also it's interesting because we're going to talk about what happened on Superman and Lois too and that show as new as it is, as fresh as it is, managed to have an entire episode without Superman. Yep. The Flash has tried that quite a few times. <laughs> it has never worked as well as that episode. And yeah. I'm not I'm not comparing um the lead actresses against each other. Both of them have their merits, but there's just something about the way the Flash is written where it doesn't function without Barry and mm -hmm. we're noticing everything continues to be off because you take away Cisco, you take away Wells. Um you 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 take away a lot of these characters we start off with and then you remove Barry and suddenly you're like what show am I watching? Yeah. Yeah. Not so much when it comes to Superman and Lois and we'll talk a little bit about why in a moment. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, I, I, let's let's. Uh, I really don't have much more to say about the Flash. I mean, it's you know, it's. I mean, the the episodes. I mean, they are they are what they are. I mean, it, I mean, it, the show is just showing its age. Um, I, you know, I think uh, the the Black Fire uh, arc that they it looks like they're they're starting on is for for this this graphic novel. Seems to be playing all people's fears and stuff. I mean, this you know, last week's episode focused on Chuck. This week, uh, I guess it's, you said it was on Frost, or mm -hmm. yeah. So um, yeah, I'll watch it and then you know, I'll maybe have more thoughts about it later if we if we decide to talk about the Flash next week or not. But I mean, I really at this point, I I really don't. Have, I, I you know, we talked off offline from the show about. If I don't have anything really positive to say about it, I don't want to. I don't want to bore our listeners with like just rehashing our complaints about the show. <laughs> so well, let's talk let's, about Superman and Lois. Let's move to Superman and Lois. I, I, because I, I was delayed in watching this, but even so, a solid con hour of content without the lead character. I mean, Clark zoomed off into the void to to the Bizarro world, and then. These strong, three almost three-dimensional supporting cast had some really satisfying art, you know, ending to various arcs that they have set up throughout the season. From Lana and the marriage race to uh, Jonathan and the issues with he was having his girlfriend at XK, uh, General Lang and and. Um, you know, dealing with the issues with you know, training um, Jordan. I mean, all these great like things that they like really brought to a head. You know, before they go on the break. Yeah, 
And they also leave you with a teaser mm-hmm. um, with um, that's not our Jonathan, which yeah. I, I just, I love that moment. Um, and I like that it was Jonathan, Jonathan and not Jordan. Mm-hmm. Um, I think another reason why not having Clark in an episode worked is because the previous episode you saw Jordan in action and you yeah. continue seeing him. So you, you have baby Superman. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, 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 you might've taken away the element, but you didn't, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like it's this big hole. And I think it's also an interesting, if you're going to create a universe where Superman has a family, well, Superman can go to a lot of different places and that doesn't always mean on earth. And, and sometimes he's gone for a while. And I just, I liked that the intro of the episode is what got me mm-hmm. and which I just thought was brilliant of how they did that cycle of that 30 days and everything, how you just saw bits of it and the way the time worked and yeah. how Lois had to keep a sense of normalcy. Yeah. Um, but she's been through this before and they're not relying on flashbacks to parallel like current day with when she first went through it, which would have been boring. I I think I really just appreciate the structure of this episode and to what you said, how they wrapped up some storylines, they're connecting storylines and they are setting up an end game for this season. Yeah. Yeah. And, And also, you know, another, uh, uh, thing too with uh, Steel and and his daughter. I mean, you know, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that was another very powerful arc because again, you know, with with uh, with him, take you know everybody picking up the slack because Clark is gone, mm-hmm. and and then he you know and, and also how he's dealing with the grief of the anniversary of of his Lois's death. You know, he was mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, I just throw myself in the work and then. You know, and his daughter's just like, really, Dad? I mean, you all have left, and how, you know, and, and mothers everything, and this is how you like choose to handle it. I mean, that was, you know, again, it was just well developed. I mean, characters, and only in a, in a season and a half that I feel invested in, and 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 really want to see what happens with with these stories. And you know, I, you know, hats off to the showrunners to to. And the, the writing team with with Superman and Lois because you know this this is one of those shows where I like you know don't want to get behind on because I want to see what happens next and yeah. and 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 like you said with the tease with 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 Jonathan and you know and I guess he's more in a classic Superboy costume look from from the comics um, and then and now Clark also on on the Bizarro world and you know. We, we find him there and, and what um, what he's going to be dealing with over there. Um, mm-hmm. Given, uh, you know, we've, we've sort of put um, uh, the, the general, uh, his, you know, off to the side for a couple of weeks, but, um, you know, the, I think there's, you know, there's a lot to be mined there. And then, and then of course, as I mentioned, you know, Lana winning the mayor's race and Jordan and Sarah breaking up because, you know, she had, you know, and it's very interesting how Sarah has um, really come to the, come to the, to the aid of her of her dad, 
and and you know getting past the hurt of Lana and Kyle's separation and 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 being there for him you know after especially after he was injured um at, at that fire um where, where Jordan rescued him yeah uh, the, the, my one criticism is I, even though I knew the breakup was coming, I thought it was a bit rushed, especially mm-hmm. in terms of that episode. Um, I felt like that was the weakest point just because like you talk to your dad one time and he tells you basically to break up with the yeah. kid <laughs> yeah. and then you do it. And then the dad is surprised. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. There was uh, yeah. just something off about that, but I yeah. understand in terms like they needed to get her to a point. Yeah. Um, and they couldn't have that drag out for too long. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah. And that's a good thing, too. They did not drag it out unnecessarily long. They're mm-hmm. like, you know, yeah, you know, clearly, you know, we saw it coming. We knew it was coming, but we didn't like drag it off for like, you know, three quarters of the season or whatever. Just like, here it is. And then, you know, and it'll probably make, you know, they'll probably get back together at some time, but. You know, it's, uh, you know, but again, it, it was, I think what was really powerful about it was how Kyle recognized his failure as far as not putting Lana first. And, 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 you know, he's like, you know, saying, Sarah, don't fall for this. Don't make the same mistake that I, that, that I did um, by, you know, falling in love, falling for someone who, puts other things first beyond you. So you well, know, just... that mistake technically wanted it. Yeah. 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 Um, in the last bit of news we have is um, Star Trek, the next generation cast will join Star Trek Picard season three. Will explain. Yes. <laughs> so this was, so uh, first contact day was earlier this week, April 5th, uh, 2061 is in the Star Trek universe. And, um, or 2063, anyway. Um, but the long and short of it, uh, as part of the festivities of the day, uh, the show dropped a preview trailer for season three. And it's, and it, you know, has all the principal cast of the next generation, minus Will Wheaton, and um, yeah, they're they're going to they're they're the third season, which uh, just finished product wrapped uh, filming, I think a week or so ago, a couple few weeks ago. Uh, the pre- the the primary cast, the next generation, is going to be in the third season, and it's not going to be a cameo. They are going to play a very prominent part um, in in the story and. Uh, the, the showrunner for Picard was was talking about this, and you know, many people feel, and I, I and include me in this uh, as well, that uh, the last film, feature film with the original, the Next Generation cast, uh, Star Trek Nemesis, was was not the proper send off that the crew needed. To be honest, it was a very, very underwhelming story. Very. Uh, for them, and it just was not a not a memorable way for them for the the, the original the next generation crew to, to end their run. So, yeah, so th- this third season is is intended to give them the proper send off. And he also noted that uh, there might be some uh, other characters from other Star Trek shows and set in the same time period. 
uh, of the next generation showing up in, in the third season of Picard, which will be his final final season as well. Uh, so, yeah, I, you know, I I was very pumped to see this news. And um, yeah, and um, I think it's good. I think it's good to see the, the crew of the next generation get get a proper send off. Yeah, I I think it makes sense, especially if the third season of Picard is going to be the last one. Um, and, and I mean, the only other thing that would surprise me if, if maybe Stephen Strange showed up, um, (laughs) Hey, stranger things happen. (laughs) Stranger things. And you never know, you never know these days. Um, speaking about Picard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We're in Los Angeles with them. Yeah. That's very, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Um, speaking about Picard, uh, I don't know what it is about this season. It's not grabbing me as much as the first <laughs> season did. Oh, really? Um, I don't. I don't know why, but I'm just finding that it's just the, even the Agnes stuff is starting to fall apart on me a little bit where I really <laughs> liked it um, a few episodes ago and it's not completely bad. I did like the most recent episode where uh, Rita was like basically in her mind and now is taking over, which, and maybe it's because, and again, we will talk about Moon Knight, but <laughs> so watching <laughs> Moon Knight and then seeing that, you're just like, okay. Yeah. I deja vu overdose. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, or being patrol. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know what it is, but there's just something where I'm not as invested. And then we have that the, and I was telling you, I'm like, where is Soji? Like, mm-hmm. it just boggles my mind that we spend an entire season where she, besides Picard, she's really the main character. And then she comes up and we meet her ancestor thing. And then I just have this moment of deja vu and I'm like, what is going on? Yeah. 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 We get, we get, we get the Soong and I know Adam Soong is like the, the latest Soong fa- family member that we meet. Um, mm-hmm. And, and just like all his descendants, um, you know, we, we, I guess we see this version of, we see this, uh, forebear uh, getting into genetic experiments and you know thinking about that uh, you know within the Star Trek timeline I mean this is uh, around the time of the around the eugenics wars which was a very seminal point in the Star Trek universe uh, you know Consing, um was was the Primary, um, you know, augment is what they we, they later called them, um, but uh, and so you know, so I think you know this show is is really building on a on the foundation of a of of all of Star Trek because yeah you know we have we have Adam Soong here now who is the like great great grandfather of the other soon that we saw who you know who who built the androids and uh who built soji who of course you know assumes love to like um copy prior you know 
prior versions of family members and stuff because I mean data is made in in you know Nunez's image and uh, who, who who built him and we had the Sung in Enterprise who who also was engaged in, in genetics and uh, who raised some embryos that were left over from the twentieth late twentieth century early twenty first century to augments and so you know I think maybe. You know, for me as a as a Star Trek fan, you know, invested in this universe, uh, you know, it, it, this this season of Picard is like, wow, they're they're pulling all the thre- all the threads together uh, with with this and and, and using Brent Spiner, you know, uh, uh, talents again and and the Sung lineage uh, to show, you know, this, you know. Build, you know, basically build a foundation for what we see, you know, in, in the future, and mm-hmm. but, um, and then, um, you know, as far as the other aspects of it, and you know, we we learn about Renee Picard, and you know, John Luke talked about her in the in the first episode of right. season two, and 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 the Europa mission, and you know, we first introduced to her. Uh, in the plaza there with, when Q was, you know, sitting there watching her reading a book. And then we get this, you know, we get the episode last week where uh, he, he is playing her therapist and, and again, monkeying with human history by trying to talk her out of the mission. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and, and to, to what end? Because, I mean, it's Picard, is, is Q doing this to like teach Picard another lesson or is he just doing this because he's just, you know, monkeying around with time because he pulled pulled them out, and he he wants Earth to go to this dystopian place. I mean, Q's always got some kind of ulterior motive when he's yeah. doing these things to Picard. So, you know, I'm still haven't coalesced on you know what exactly is is his is Q's in game in in all of this to 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 take Picard through this, and then, um, yeah, and then of course all the stuff going on with Agnes and 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 the Boar Queen, and we you know we talked about something would happen that would force the hand that would cause Alice and, and the Boar Queen to 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 fully you know, merge, and of course you know that was the poor the poor constable who uh, who went on the Borg ship, and Agnes had to, had to kill her to uh, well shoot her, even though and then. Then the act, and then the Borg Queen scratched her, and now she's she's taken over. So it's you know these last two episodes, this week's and, and last week's, are, are I feel like they're sort of the the, the bridge, you know, to get us because they're very they were both very short. I think they were like under forty minutes each, mm. and so I feel like these were just kind of transition transitional episodes to sort of set up the the back half of the season. I mean, they were very enjoyable, and you know, and I think they had a, a lot of like Trek lore in them and stuff. But I think they're, you know, we're just sort of, you know, we wrapped up the, them with all the, you know, arriving in the 21st century and, you know, uh, Rios being, you know, detained by ICE, and they cl- they close all those threads. So, so now they're going to open up these next threads with, the, in particular, with Picard like being trapped in himself. And with the flashbacks to his mom, and you know the pep talk he gave Renee. So, yeah, we, we I think we're just sort of setting the, the tables for uh, for the for the for the end game for this season. Yeah, 
Um, everybody, I hope, is taking a drink every time we say they're setting up for the end game. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's, that's I try not to say. end of all of these shows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was my, that was my level up for tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, anyways, we should move on to get to the, the real discussion tonight um, while we still have time, which is Moon Knight, the first two episodes of this new series on Disney Plus dropped. Um, and I have to say, I didn't really care for the first episode. Uh, I, I enjoyed the second episode. This show would not work without Oscar Isaac. Mm. It's just, it just wouldn't like he's, he's Ethan Hawke is there and I don't mind what he's doing. He's playing his role. His, his character hasn't necessarily grabbed me, but just, just like Oscar Isaac. Yeah. This is like a one man show. <laughs> it just, I mean, it's a two man show, but it's just, you're, you're just, you feel like you're just watching <laughs> him talk to himself and mm-hmm. man I wish there were more personalities and maybe we will get some more personalities but I I find that I find it's fascinating the I find not necessarily the superhero aspect of him but more of this this the the six schizophrenic side of him um, to be really interesting, and I and I like how the second episode. I was listening to some reviews, and everyone kind of walked away. Where you're just like, wait a second, is so Stephen technically isn't the main identity? It's really Mark, or have we met the main identity? Um, we don't know. And 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 you're kind of taken aback because you spent pretty much the first episode with Steven right. through his eyes. So you're like, this is my main character. This is the guy I'm rooting for. But then by the end of the second episode, it's like, no, 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 that's not that's not this story. You we have really entered a story in the middle and um, which the more I wrap my mind around that, the more interesting I find that to be because we haven't really had that experience yet where we're introduced to a new character, but it's not necessarily their origin story because that kind of has already happened, although we don't know how it happened yet. And we're getting these like bits and pieces along the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I agree with you. When I first watched, when I watched, I watched the first episode twice because mm-hmm. it was, I think the first, first time I felt like I, I don't know if I was as tired or. Something or was off. Yeah. Something was off. I just could not mm-hmm. put my finger on it. And I know a part of it was, you know, that we are dealing with the dissociative identity disorder. And I know they're, you know, and the show runners and every, and Oscar Isaac are all very clear. I mean, this is, you know, this is a diagnosed mental illness. Right. This is not, you know, our their portrayal is not. They they are, uh, you know, t- they are taking dramatic license with it. Mm-hmm. So you know, so you know, so don't use this show as an example of how this this disorder really, you know, really uh, manifests itself in people. That right. being so, that being said, 
uh, I thought the, you know, watching the watching the first episode and then you know and and then having this week's episode and the two different personalities, it, that was that was a big takeaway that, I, that like you were saying from some of those other reviews. Which which personality is the 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 real one? Right. Because because Mark really mark you know you can make the 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 points where mark seemed to be the dominant one because he he seems to have a well i mean they 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 did a good job of making it very cloudy which one's the mark the the, the one because one mark has uh, he's married he has gone all these lengths to like uh, give the the steven personality means to um protect himself you know he has the little safe house um and but then the steven personality also has a pretty developed life i mean he's holding on a job he you know he's aware he's self-aware that there's something that's going on with him or maybe the mark was the character that does this of ankle himself to the bed has the sound no, no yeah. steven does it because he yeah. talks about it yeah, he talks yeah. about how he'll never be able to have a girlfriend because he can't. Right, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, that's, thanks for reminding me about that. That's right. Uh, yeah, so it's very cloudy about which personality is the real one. And you, know, you mentioned the third person that, you know, are there other personalities? And one thing I did learn, um, you know, the, the statute that he's talking to mm-hmm. is, is another person, at least in the understand i think from the comics from what i understand that's actually another personality but in the show they have like made it this external character that steven confides in right um but um you know so that's that so you know is yeah i mean i I guess that was steven's mirror (laughs) i don't know but It's uh, it's just also interesting because um i can't help but just go go to doom patrol and crazy mm-hmm. Jane and think yep. about okay so we we've we've seen a character with this type of disorder who also has powers and how and how they explained how that came to be and mm-hmm. so my mind is, um with this show thinks okay so regardless if it's mark steven or someone we haven't met yet who's the, i think it's the alt um yeah. the, the primary we, the it came the dis, the personalities came from a place of pain and protection so right. with all of these nuances about the mom i'm mm-hmm. i'm really curious okay so what how did this happen did it happen when he when when he was in in egypt and and he found it and then there was a tragedy that occurred and and steven and i can't help but continue to think about this line that um is towards the end of the second episode where he tells or conscience conscience yells at him and says you told me he wouldn't be a problem yep so so this this dual identity has happened or has been around for a while, but then why was his wife so like caught off guard by it? Yeah, you know? yeah, and I guess so, and- so. It's just the, I I I find it interesting that between the first and second episode, 
I am way more invested and fascinated by the the uh, mental illness side of this character than mm-hmm. the actual superhero side of it. I'm hundred percent there with you, because that's what yeah. Because I I know we were just messaging back and forth, and I felt I think after especially after the second episode, and and we've gotten you know. You know, we had the goldfish problem one, and then you know, some of the suit was episode two, mm-hmm. and and them, you know, using an exposition, using the, you know, you know, you're right. I mean, Oscar, if the show wouldn't work without Oscar Isaac, but uh, the um, just really set up the structure with these two particular these these two personalities. Uh, you know, I, I now I'm just like. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm, I, I could, you know, as far as the superhero stuff, I'm like you. That to me is sort of like, oh yeah, you know, it's it's all well and good. And I, and I miss, I even messaged you. I think last night I was like, I, I'm glad that they're doing this as a standalone show, mm-hmm. and not trying to like link it to the blip or the other parts of the MCU, mm-hmm. so they could just really just have this self-contained story about this character. And even and I mean, you know, in universe. And even out of universe, I mean, Oscar Isaac only did sign a contract for just this one show. He's not tied to any future projects with Marvel right now. So right I, now, right, yeah, that's the opportunity. <laughs> yeah, right. Banging at the door. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Apparently, it, it debuted pretty well. So I mean, it's been this it better. Yeah. So um, you you got eyes, Oscar I, Oscar Isaac. You're not gonna let him go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially after yeah. this performance, I mean. Yeah. We we've seen again a few a few people do this type of thing and they just the acting chops it takes mm-hmm. and and Oscar Isaac has it you can tell an immediate difference when he's Steven versus Mark and yeah. just conversations I really like that conversation um at the end of the second episode where where Mark has fully taken over and Steven is freaking out because he's like, this is what it's like to be on the other side, which makes me just want to see if they could do maybe, I don't know, half an episode from that perspective. Yes, yes. Because I'm very curious of of what that is. Like, why, why is it so terrifying to be stuck in there? And what is that like, um, the vulnerability of it? Um, which again, speaking about questions, it just makes you think, wait, so if this is Steven's first time being on the other side, then like how long has, it's just, we, you were talking before about the mystery that, um, is occurring with Naomi. And I, I feel like the mystery with this show is just so interesting. Um, the more you think about it, Mm -hmm. um, while the superhero stuff I don't think is working as well because we've seen it a thousand times. Yeah. Um, it also, and, and it took me um, listening to a few reviews to have this dawn on me. There's something off about the cinematography. There's, yeah. there's just something very cheesy and gimmicky, which again makes me just want to be like, what is Oscar Isaac doing? <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's this professional actor who's just laying these lines and making it all believable. And I'm just looking at things around him and I'm like, 
why doesn't this mesh? I don't know. There's something yeah. very. Well, I think, yeah, you know, ahead. yeah, you know, that, you know, I know people, because I know like the first episode, I didn't, I haven't had an opportunity this week to listen any to any reviews, but I know the first week, a lot of complaints was about the CGI. Right. Um, and, and, but, but I think it gets to one of, you know, I think the CGI issues, I think you get uh, to your point that you made, um, the middle, the, the, the other aspects of the show are what's really driving it, not the superhero stuff. Right. Uh, one. And I think with the cinematography and the issues that, that people maybe were talking about this week, and, and maybe they said this, I think it's, it's intentional. Because you're, you know, we are dealing with a, 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 a an unstable situation with with his with this with this disorder, and it's supposed to be. It's not supposed to be slick and crisp and, you know, cinematic. I mean, it's supposed to be chaotic and and dark and, you know, just a little off. I mean, I think that's I think that's part of what's maybe supposed to help set the mood yeah it very well could be um i think after the second episode that's what a lot of people are um leaning on is that there's something about the direction where a lot of the oddity in terms of cinematography editing choices um is coming from a point of trying to make it weird yeah if that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I, I guess, and, and you know, I, I say it all the time, especially when we talk Marvel shows. You, you're living in a universe with the Loki show. And the yeah. cinematography in that show was, was weird, yeah. but worked so well and was mm -hmm. beautiful. So there's a way to do this where it doesn't feel, and I'll just say it, it feels a bit cheap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it did. I mean, I, I mean, that was. It, the, I mean, I will freely admit the the fight scenes in the separate episode um, did take me out a little bit. Right. Uh, when Mister Knight showed up, I mean, it, you know, and it, it, I loved the Mister Knight suit and this, how, you know, the that how how that manifested itself as far as with Stephen whenever he was trying to figure out like you know when he finally did say some you know he summoned the suit and you know and i think it and, and i think again this is how they uh, have adapted mr knight from from in a difference from the comic uh but um but i it did it did take me out the even more so than the cgi cards from the first episode to be honest yeah i i usually I'll freely admit this. I, t I tend to like walk away <laughs> during <laughs> fight scenes. <laughs> I don't really, I'm not here for the spectacle about these shows. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't, I mean, I, I've given up on CGI and criticism. It's always my criticism, especially yeah. with any, this genre of TV and film. Yeah. But yeah. it's there's just something about this that I think it's cheap and it's a bit it's like it can be intentionally weird, mm -hmm. but I I feel like they are it's 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 just 
it it feels like it's a show on a TV budget when I'm used to watching these Disney Plus shows more on a movie budget. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, yeah, I, I think that that is that is um, a fair point. I mean, and but maybe I, they are giving it all to Oscar Isaac. So, and if yeah. they are, you know what? I would have made that call too because he is brilliant. <laughs> He's brilliant, <laughs> and, and, and and I think you know I know we touched on Steve. Um, um, Ethan Hawke's character, yeah. Arthur Har- Harrow, um, you know, I, I like the I like the the details that they're show that they with the right. fanaticism, right? Uh, you know, for example, you know, crushing the the glass and putting in his shoes, and you know, hearing the glass throughout the episode when he's walking and he like mm-hmm. when he kicked the soccer ball and stuff. Those, you know, to me, that has resonated with me more than his performance and not that his performance has been bad, but I think, um, you know, it, the way, especially the way that they have, they structured this thing, it's almost like who really is the, and I've seen this out there and I'll, you know, I'll repeat it as well. Who really is the bad guy? This thing. Is it, is it Harrow? Is it? Cause I mean, and that, and that was another thing about, the conversation that Stephen had with him right. in, in, in this episode with the over summoning a myth, I mean, and you know, so basically you're saying, you know, it's you are, you know, because Kanshu is a jerk, yeah, they would kill baby Hitler, they would kill baby Hitler, and, and, and Kanshu, you know, the way that god acts is, is like, well, he's a jerk, and 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 not very like um redeemable in some regards either so you're kind of like what they did with conchu and sorry to cut you off is that they he's batman he he's vengeance and i'm sorry why would you leave that in your script after the batman just dropped (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah immediately goes there yeah, you had um, you had more than two years to fix it. <laughs> he's Batman, but but I think what was unexpected is the 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 twist at the end where you start to realize maybe why Harold left, and it mm-hmm. and maybe it wasn't just about philosophical differences, but something else because just the way um, Khonshu treats Mark, yeah, and and this is a debt and a servitude. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's something, there's, there's something else and how he's, he's in this situation also to protect con to protect Layla from Khonshu, which makes you just wonder, okay, well then what, what is going on there? Like, how is he picking these people? And, right. and, and, and maybe it has more to do with with what the fear that Steven was exhibiting when he realized what the other side was. So, yeah. so like, I see what you're getting at, but I, even then with the philosophy differences between um, Amnit and Moon, or, and Khonshu, I just feel like we've kind of seen that before, but then yeah. they throw in this other aspect of, the avatar, the dysfunction between the avatar and Khonshu, mm-hmm. that's interesting. Yeah, that um, is. Yeah. 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 And, 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 and especially, you know, 
um, with, you know, and, and, and how does Kanshi pick these people? Because you're right. right. Yeah, because, I mean, you, you know, he picks Mark, Mark slash Steven, who clearly is a broken individual as far as with, you know, with with a, so some traumatic event has happened to them in the past, tied to their mother, because, I mean, you know, you, you know, yeah, usually mom, mommy issues. Yeah, yeah, but mommy I mean that. Name. But, but, yeah, there's <laughs> always mommy issues somehow. Uh, but yeah, but you know, and Haro had you know his, uh, you know, we, we'll get more. I think you know we got some exposition about his his background and, and stuff. And then Layla, I mean, she she has you know she can't even like figure out the difference between. Mark and Steven and, and and not well she figured it out but you know she's she she there's something in the moment that we were introduced to her in this episode um you know something there's something probably off about her that, that attracts Kanshu to to her and it also you know, related to the the murders uh from that archaeological logical dig that the the two uh fake cops talked about when they realized Mark's a fugitive. Right. So, so right. which again, there what they did with the second episode is just to continue to plant doubt mm-hmm. and mystery in your mind about what who you thought you met in the first episode and where we are in the timeline of things. Yeah. Um and 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 I appreciate that. I I think that's good. I think Again, it's kind of like a slow start, mm-hmm. um, but but I'm I am getting more curious about this show. The more we talk about it, and the more episodes that drop. Yep, yep, four left. So they have have a lot. They have a lot of ground to cover. But uh, I, but I, I like what I see so far, especially after after the second episode. I'm I'm in. Yeah, and on that note, Will, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you? Yes, you can find me at Will M. Polk on Twitter. That's W-I-L-L-M-P-O-L-K. And you can find me on Twitter at SJ Belmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. Please follow our crew on Twitter at Scene and Nerd. Friend us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and visit our website, www.sceneandnerdpodcast.com. But most importantly, rate, follow, and comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good night, geek out. You're welcome.